Hey, Mr. Weber. What's up, Mr. Kendrick? I don't know if you know this, but we did get a negative review last week. And our lovely Emma... Actually, I do, I do remember that. I think we, uh, and it was ridiculous. I think it was, it was attacking our girl, Emma, Emma Martins, our wonderful uh, co-host on our Bachelor Breakdowns, if I, if I do recall. Is that, is that correct, Dustin? That's correct. That is correct. Our uh, comments were looking kind of, I guess some people just don't enjoy listening to us. So we made a call to action to ask, you know, our fellow third roommates, our fellow pit, you know, listeners. If they could help us out and give us a positive review. Guess how many we got? Guess how many? And bam, just like that. And I'm not talking about sex in the city. I'm talking about you guys coming through <laughs> and showing us some love. Showing and us some love. 39 reviews. Five 39 stars. five-star reviews. Showing Emma the love that she deserves, guys. Third roommates, I just want to send you, wait for it, that is a huge kiss to each and every one of you. A huge hug. We love you guys. Thank you for the support and uh, and showing up and giving our girl some love. And giving us some love. We appreciate and you giving guys. giving us some love. That means the world to us. So after that, Truly. we're going to have an amazing episode. We're going to keep it coming for you guys, giving you what you desire, the unbiased, the unfiltered, the only podcast from Bachelor Nation that does not run or affiliated or touched or influenced in any way by ABC or the show. So let's get into it. Bachelor Breakdown. First of all, there was a breakup, it seemed like, in Bachelor Nation. I'm very, I'm very upset about it. I thought this one was going I'm all the way. I'm shocked by this. I'm devastated. I mean, we kind of knew like a week and a half ago or like two weeks ago, and they waited till right before the episode last night to bring it up. They're like, hey, by the way, we actually broke up. And then two hours later, the episode airs. So they did a good job of sweeping it under the rug. But Riley and Marissa. Man, I thought they were going on the way. I, I am shocked. We, I mean, I remember being a huge, you know, just following along, being a huge fan on the screen, watching them on the beach. Um, you know, I thought they had such a sweet story, such a sweet, truly just genuine connection. Like that looked, I hate, I hate this for the show because now I truly have zero, like not maybe zero, but close to zero faith that it can work. And like, you know, I was saying maybe paradise is the most organic, authentic way to actually meet someone and have it work organically. And now they're just like, no, they're tearing apart those, those dreams or those opinions. I'm shocked. I don't know what to say. It's no Sunday mornings. It's easy like Sunday morning. What do you guys like? Why? I'm just so. Sh- it wasn't even that long. Like, uh, I, I don't mean, know. We can no, only speculate. No, but I, I, I will guarantee you. I mean, you should know. There's so much pressure. Just oh, yeah. of, I, I think the extreme amount of pressure of like just trying to make. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, just the pressure. People are always in your business. Always want to know what's going on. What's the update? You probably have one little fight and the pressure probably just makes it more than what it is. I have no clue, but I, I, I could only assume pressure is really intense. Yeah. Plus, it's like such an accelerated time frame for a relationship. You don't get that time to like gradually get to know one another, gradually understand how you're going to deal with arguments, how you're going to do all that stuff. It goes from like zero to engaged so quickly that it's impossible 
for it to work out every time. And so even though they seem so beautiful and amazing on camera, relationships are hard. <laughs> they are hard. They're not easy. They are. It doesn't matter if you're famous or on The Bachelor or just your, you know, your regular Joes. It doesn't matter. It's hard. That's why, I mean, I think I said a little bit ago that one th- maybe lesson I learned too that I would have done differently is just kept my relationship a little bit more private, as private as possible coming off if, you know, if, if it's a relationship that comes to people from this kind of environment, this show. I know that's not 100% possible, but really just try to maintain some type of normalcy, especially in the beginning, because yeah, like you guys are saying, that pressure is so unnatural. That attention, those eyes are so unnatural. And I don't know if it's if it's healthy or conducive to a healthy relationship in the beginning, you know, as those initial butterflies start to fade a little bit and the show, mm-hmm. you know, um, energy and momentum starts to fade a little bit. You get to the real world. I don't know. You never know. But I, it's sad. Wishing them all the best and hope their hearts are being taken care of and hope they find the happiness they deserve. Absolutely. And I could totally see either of them being asked to be the next Bachelor or Bachelorette. And I would definitely watch that season with enthusiasm. Not just because obviously we're going to recap it. I can but tell like, you right now, yeah, next Paradise, I already know the, the Bachelor nation is already, they're going to bring them back on different times. Wait, it's going to, wait. I don't know if I they would they, do that. I hope they don't, but. No, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the show definitely would love that, but I don't think, both of them would, they would probably have some type of communication like, like, hey, are you going? Or like, I don't know. That would be a bad We don't idea. want another Joe and Kendall situation. That was just so cringy. And like, it didn't do anything for anyone except hurt Kendall. Right. And make the audience uncomfortable, if we, I'm being honest. So we will see. We will see. We'll have but to see what happens. Moving on, we are going to hit, so, uh, hit our. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back after a week off. What'd you guys think? Well, there's some tea. Oh, oh, as Peter drinks his tea. Actually, coffee, black coffee in the morning. Yeah, for the recap notes, here we go, guys. Cassidy? Cassidy, right? Cassidy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, 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 man. Cassie, you cray. Is this the first situation like this where uh, we had a rose taken away? Taken away. You got a little too cocky. You get a little too cocky. You thought you had it in a bag. My man Clayton said, nah, I'm going to take this back. Good for him on that. You know what? You don't, I don't want to see any, I mean, I do want to see cockiness because it's entertaining, of course, but I mean. Good television. You should never be cocky in anything. You should always be humble and always be appreciative for whichever step you're getting to next. Like there's no need to be cocky and it actually bitter in the ass. Um, coming back and um, yeah, kind of funny. Yeah, I listen. I think here's my take on the whole Cassidy thing. Cassidy made one one major error speaking here in pit terms, and it's not what you guys may think. This is granted, of course, my opinion. But the issue with her was that she just straight up, unfortunately, was 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 you know dishonest with with Clayton when he straight up confronted her and asked her a series of questions. And Mm -hmm. she elected to not give the correct answer or the right answer until the end, until he presented her with actual facts um, and statements that were said to him. And then she goes into explaining, okay, this is what happened. And 
that's unfortunate because she really, truly, <laughs> speaking as a former lead, the show is, unfortunately, there is a huge double standard where, you know, this kind of thing, I guess, is it's not the first time this kind of issue has been brought up. Oh, someone was seeing someone or, or dating someone or talking with someone before they came on the show. Listen to me. You can't go and attack someone for talking to one person or casually hooking up with one person before the show and try to claim that they aren't ready for this experience when the lead is about to go do that with another 28, 29 other people and mm -hmm. do much, much more serious things with them in a much smaller time frame. I'm sorry, but it just, unfortunately, now being exposed, you know, to the pit and everything and hearing all these other stories of the game, this, this really is, it is a game. It is. And anyone that wants to say it's not is, is not really being honest because Clayton is about to go and get serious with three other people in a matter of a week. You can't get mad at one person for talking with someone for one person and it was casual and she was, once she was opened up about it, you can't get mad at that. It's just, that's, it's a double standard. It was standard. a hookup, yeah. It's a double standard. So her error was not talking to someone before and then, you know, cutting it off and realizing it wasn't serious. Her error was not being honest with Clayton when he was, when he asked her point blank, was this? The, and then I totally get Clayton at that point. If you have no trust, if the honesty or the trust is already broken, yeah, you got to cut the relationship there. And that was the right call. And Clayton did an amazing job of handling that situation. But that was her error, in my opinion. Not, nothing else, truly. Well, there's one more error she did. What's that? She was speaking so loosely about it while having the mic That's, on. You don't do that. That too. That too. You can't be talking to people. And we only saw so much actually unfold on camera of that conversation. So we don't know exactly what the line by line of that conversation was. If she said she was actually there to make her friends with Benefit jealous, we don't know. We don't, we, we were not shown that. So what can you, like, but, but even, we can't discern that, even, but it's you still, you shouldn't say anything. True, true. And, but I guess the thing is she could have, it wouldn't have been an error if she just would have been, if she was that willing to be honest with you know, her friends on the show, thinking that she was off camera, then just be that honest with Clayton. Because again, Clayton can't judge because of what he's about to do is going to be so much worse. And so like you just spin it back on. And I know there's like this taboo. Oh, well, you can't push it back on the lead. That's not right. You got to, you know, the lead has to be able to do all this and kiss all these people and, you know, develop all these feelings multiple times and only they're allowed to do it and no one else. But she should have just been honest and straight up the entire time. And I don't think she would have, she would have had a much better reception, in my opinion, opinion from the public. She'd just been honest the entire time. And she was a little too cocky. Cocky never gets you anywhere. She was a little cocky, wagging the rose around. That cocky never gets you. And that that was straight up. You knew production is right there asking, all right, so how do you feel about this rose? You feel any chance you're going home? They're setting up the conversation. You feel, good? You feel really knowing good? How good <laughs> what you feel? Clayton's saying and Wait you know, or thing. being told. Yeah. So great production work right there. But yeah, that was the, the fatal error of the game. Guys, be honest. Honesty. If you're honest, you never have to remember anything. It's true. And also, I saw that she posted uh, some, like a screenshot of some DMs or messages that she got. People need to take a chill pill. What the actual hell are you doing in this woman's inbox harassing her? I didn't see, like, I didn't see this. 
Yeah, she posted just some screenshots of people saying how horrible she was and how her father should be disappointed in her. And she was like, ha, joke's on you. My dad's dead. So like- Oh, that's not it's, cool. Why are people going out of their way to harass these people? Yes, they are putting themselves out there for us to enjoy watching their demise on television. Taking it the extra step of like going to their inbox and taking it to them per, on a personal level. You don't know this person. You don't know what's been edited. You don't know any of that. Like- Calm down, take a step back, and just watch the show and enjoy it. Yeah, that, that's never cool. Getting that kind of violent with words uh, in someone's inbox, that's no, that's never deserved. No matter how poorly maybe someone's actions are on screen. I, not, not in this kind of environment. This is, I mean, this is purely entertainment. This is a reality dating TV show. This is not that serious. Um, this Any is kind of environment, you should never just go and DM someone and try to get like, that's, that's insane. That's, yeah, the, the attack... And the attack and effects on someone's mental health, I don't think people realize what their actions are doing. The people, those people are just as bad, if not worse. And I don't think they realize that, the people that are sending those messages. But anyways, I think moral of the story, just be honest. Always tell the truth. So then we have the rose ceremony. They give the last rose to Shanae, which we all see coming because we know that there's gonna be more drama to ensue. I was wondering, do you think that they, like, are they doing NFL rules for vaccine test, like, requirements or just, like, you have to get a test all the time? Because they're out in LA for this group date and they're running around and everyone around them has a mask except them because obviously they're on TV. Obviously, they're being tested. They have to have some protocols in place. Do you guys have any idea what that might be? Did they test you for mono when you went on the show? Because, like, if everyone's kissing everyone. We got tested for a lot of things. I think we even got shots before we traveled to a lot of places. I don't know what vaccines we got, but I guarantee they, I would guarantee you have to have a vaccine to be on the show. I would bet money on it. Yeah. you Once you go through testing, you get, you get every STD check. You do, you know, every drug check before you get accepted onto the show. So they take that pretty seriously. Um, they do give you, they didn't give us a vaccine or anything. They gave us like, B12 shots a couple times throughout the season just to help oh, yeah. our immune system from the lack of sleep. I always hated those. And I uh, those. Yeah. they gave that in our, I remember in our butt. That was the worst. Yep, our butt. Right before we started traveling. But that's insane. Yeah. I would imagine though that, yeah, that they are requiring that for the uh, obviously being around the public. Yeah. I think it's too much of a risk if one person gets COVID and you have to shut down the show. And I know they're always on time crunches. Like, Last oh, thing yeah. they want to do is start production, give up a day. Like we, I think one day out of filming when me and Pete were, I think, well, he probably later on got more days, but I think when the groups were bigger, I think we got one day of a, a no, like no cameras, no mics. I, I think it was just one day that we had. Really, it's kind of just on travel days. That's And then the day after the, the night one where you sleep the whole day because you're up the whole night. Yeah, other than that, you're you're going, going, going. I'm surprised more people don't get sick and throughout the experience. It seems like a really intense thing. And it mono's labeled as the kissing disease. So that's the easy one to go to. But it's cool that they give you like a full STD panel, the drug screen. I have questions about, because like, are they really going to care if you smoke pot? It's The Bachelor. But whatever. Yeah, no, I'm not here. To I, be I will the say, I'll police. give them that. They do take all that very seriously. I know the, uh, the on... I was very close with the onset uh, doctor. She was a sweetheart, and um, but they definitely take that very seriously. So I'm sure they're being very safe with the vaccine. 
So going into this group date, we get a trigger warning, which ABC is wildly inconsistent about. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. But since this group date is just like a trauma circle, I'm glad that they give it to us. We have Caitlin Bristow is there facilitating the date. And then they have everyone go around and just talk about experiences they've had where they weren't proud of themselves. And at first I wasn't taking notes because I was like, all right, this is going to be some more generic stuff. And people are talking about how they, in relationships, didn't show up the way that they wish they would. And then we get to this girl, Hunter, who says that she bleached her hair and her ex forced her to wear blue contacts because he wanted her to be someone different than she was. And that to me is horrific. That's bad. That's sickening. That, Sickening. That's that's super sad. I I was impressed. This was a, uh, I think I've, I think a lot of people probably agree with me in this. This is a definitely a a very powerful group date. One of the more powerful group dates that I think we've seen in recent seasons. Just allowing people to be, you know, really there there was literally nothing going on except just you know having a an open platform to speak, and um, it was still though so it grabbed you. And uh, made you really feel and appreciate how vulnerable these, you know, these women and Clayton, you know, they were all being with each other. And uh, yeah, just hearing some of those stories, it's crazy to think some of the stuff that's out there and what people go through. And you know, we would have had no idea, you know, that Hunter ever had this or ever, you know, felt this. And someone as beautiful as her, right? And on this, you know, really cool experience, really cool reality show, is um, at one point subjected to, you know, kind of a relationship like she was. Crazy. Hopefully, it brings attention to it and, and you know makes people want to be better. I think they need to have more um, sessions like this. Um, I, I would because I remember they did this. I think on Katie's season, they did something similar to this, like a sit down, real talk. I think this should be um, every season. They should have these little chats and talks. I think it's good because I think a lot of people relate to a lot of things like this, and it kind of one one thing's for sure is when you go through something traumatic or, you know, it's, it makes you feel isolated, like you're the only one going through it. And the one thing that does make you feel better when you do realize like other people go through similar things. And by spreading that out there, I think it, it helps everybody. So I think for sure, and everyone's idolized also by being on the show. So it's like, if someone like, I do, I go through the same thing. This hit me so hard. This makes me feel like so much better that someone else could share the pain that I've gone through. I think it's it's beautiful. So I think they should continue on with these. Yeah, it's a dialogue for things that we don't hear about quite frequently. And whether it's Serene saying she was attacked for her body image or Melina saying that she has always had to be 10 times more just so she could be seen as a black woman. And then even Clayton opening up about his struggles with his body image, which is something you don't hear men talk about very much. Yeah, that was I think that pretty eye-opening there. That's powerful. I'll tell you right now, men most definitely struggle with their body image, for sure. They just don't really speak on it much, but it's a 100% fact. I, seriously, I, I feel like, honestly, just as much as, as women, and it's an unfortunate thing that it's not, it's not talked about for whatever reason, this, this uh, standard of which, you know, men don't talk about their, their issues or their feelings like this, but seeing Clayton open up and just, and really, really open up. That was cool. Like that's, you know, as a guy, like hearing, hearing someone else talk like that, it's bring, yeah, I don't know. I just appreciated that. I think doing 
conversation, having conversations like this really does utilize the platform well. ABC has a huge audience and everyone obviously is there to watch people like Shanae eat everybody's shrimp. But to be able to also have very important conversations about race, about body image, about abusive relationships and let people out there watching know that they're not alone in experiencing any of those things, I think it's something that I will give them credit for. And I know we're not exactly the people who give ABC a bunch of accolades, but I think that that's cool for them to bring light to those conversations. 100%. No, absolutely. Definitely need to see more of these group dates in the future. Uh, It's a, a good model there for sure. was very intense. The evening portion is very pleasant, very light. Very pleasant. Yeah. Every now and then you need a pleasant day to kind of, oh, like this is nice. You need those. Yeah, I don't see how, I mean, I don't see how that that day portion turns into a dramatic kind of like, I feel like everyone kind of was brought together. It was a a good bonding moment. And I think you saw Mm -hmm. that, that theme of that was definitely there for the night portion. I also think they kind of left the... the people that normally start shit out of it and they left them at the house. So they brought the least problematic girls to the date where they're talking about intense things. And then they take the problematic girls to the Baywatch date. Nice job, ABC. You're smart. You're smart, ABC. Picasso. (laughs) So we go to the one-on-one. We see a scavenger hunt, but then in underwear. And like, obviously that underwear was provided to them. No one's wearing black cotton underwear these days. There was a lot of running. It seemed more like they were working out than they were actually on a date. And I personally was like, I'm not looking cute at this point. I'm gassed. I'm not having fun. I get angry when I have to run. (laughs) I really like the singing part. I would have loved that. I mean... They went for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sarah was Dustin, Dustin, you you said you would have loved that. So right now, let's picture you and Kat on a one-on-one. You're The Bachelor and Kat is your one-on-one date. All right. I want want you to give me some bricks here. Drop some bricks. (sighs) Bricks? Uh, You want me to rap? I want you to rap. Do a little little teaser for for Katrina. (laughs) All right. All right. Here we go. I'm going to save you guys. Nope. Nope. I'm not going to do it. I get early in the listen, morning for... Uh, I'm not going to embarrass myself. Listen, listen, man. You just said it. So I had to put you on the spot. Let's go. I said I would have liked to sing. All right. You can okay. sing. A little ballad. Sing a love song. Why are you guys doing then? this to me right now? Because you, you, <laughs> you just said you would have loved it. I, yeah. I don't have so, to... I don't have to Because you were the first one to say something positive about the date. So we were going to turn on anyone. Oh, if Peter man. had been the first one, we would have turned on Jeez. him. But you... I, I, I hated the date, guys. That was stupid. <laughs> stupid ass date. Sing your love to Kat. I don't want to close my eyes. No, that's all I got. Dun, 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 dun. I don't want to fall right. asleep. Because I, I miss, miss you, babe. babe. Everyone light your... Light your... Uh, I have a, a candle lighters. here. Um... 
with my sketchy little like torch that go. I got from Menards. And I don't want to miss a thing. I told you guys Justin could sing. Oh, I told you. Get out of here. I think first episode He's ever. Gas me up. First like episode no ever. I was like, yeah. A lot of things people don't know about Dustin. He's got a voice. Oh, All right. Moving on, guys. That was a very cute. That was cute. That was fun. That um, was a cute date. I would say after that, me and Kat actually went to the Van Gogh expedition last week. It's beautiful. It's so awesome. I, I love And they Van, got to eat dinner. Van Gogh is my favorite artist by far. And we'll speak a little bit on Van Gogh. And I just love, this is why I love Van Gogh. He lived his whole life believing he was a failure. And even though so, he continued to do what he loved. He absolutely loved painting. He didn't care if anyone liked it or disliked it. Everyone disliked it at the time, apparently. Like, I think he sold one painting one time for, like, change. Yet, this man was doing something so beautiful, so so revolutionary, just so insane. And he died. I mean... If he was alive today, oh my gosh, it's amazing. What I, I wish he could see what he's done. I, it, it just that's you know, I love that message. And this this actually has not. I just saw this. One of my friends, actually uh, Julie, if you guys followed the show, one of my producers from the show, she posted a video with this message. And this message, I feel like, resonates with what you just said, right? This guy Van Gogh. His entire life wasn't getting the recognition or the accolades that he maybe gets now. It didn't matter to him in the moment because he was enjoying being present and being in the process so much. And there's this saying that uh, I just saw on Instagram from Julie. And it talks about relating life, living life to a song, right? That so many, so many times people, they live their lives oh, I'm going to be happy when I get to this point. I'm going to be happy when I accomplish this. When I get to this point in my life and this happens, I'll, I'll, be, I'll feel satisfied. And that's so not the way to live your life. As a, example A, Van Gogh. Live your life like a song. When you're, when you're listening to a song, you're not looking forward to the end of the song. I can't wait for the end of the song. You are allowing yourself to be present and enjoy the current the tune and the beat and feel it and all the energy that that song brings, you are enjoying the present and living in it, not waiting for the song to be over. Because when it's over, you know, you, you look back on it and you realize how much, how great it was. That is, in my opinion as well, the way to live our life. And I know that's, that kind of is, you know, a tangent there outside of the whole Bachelor Van Gogh thing, but hearing you say no, that. I completely agree. Um, it's, it's, it's so true. And, and what an example of Van Gogh to, to live his life that way. It's pretty cool um, that they got to be in that exhibit. They got to experience that. And that also the perspective of living like in that moment, I can only imagine like, yes, they're surrounded by cameras, but that is a once in a lifetime thing, right? Only so many people got to see that exhibit and it sold out in Minneapolis before I could go see it. So I actually didn't get tickets, but they got to have dinner there. Like, if that's not a moment that you can be present and fully absorb, I, I don't really know what is. But just generally speaking, I know I need to do a better job of trying to live in the moment and try to position myself in a way where it's like I'm enjoying that day-to-day and not just waiting for the next thing. But it, because it, isn't that so true? I, I didn't really think about that. And I Live no, your absolutely. life like a song. Like you're listening. You don't look not forward, forward to the to end, end of it. Yeah. And But so many other things in life it is that way. You're looking to the finish line. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the ride. And try to stay so present in that and live your life like a song. And I, I think 
you know, that's always the right way to go. That's some good life. That's a good life lesson right there. Everyone listening, we're going to invoice you guys. Pete's out here throwing out. Yeah, this is a therapy session. Actually, facts. Uh Hey, that's all props to Julie. You guys got to go follow her, and she's got some good stuff on her on the gram. I saw that literally yesterday. So I I agree. That was an awesome date. And um, you know, Sarah, they they have deep talks. You know, Sarah opened up. She opened up. Yeah, about being adopted, feeling insecure. A great date, guys. I I kind of like them together. Front runner. Front runner. Yeah. No, I definitely see some. Coming from the chemistry doctor, I see some chemistry brewing, if oh, you yeah. will. Wait, dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. live in from the chemistry doctor. What do we have on the chemistry rate right now, doctor? Chemistry? No, we definitely have a, uh, I'm, I'm blanking here. Apologize for all the pit dwellers. I'm, I uh, forgot the term for, you know, sharing a, what, kind of traumatic experience or a... Uh, oh, it's like, uh, like, isn't it an LL? It's a level up. I know that. Level up. Yeah, the level up was was played and it was played brilliantly. And obviously you can't help but get more connected to Sarah and seeing uh, Clayton as well, you know, see um, the way he looked at her. And it's very cute on all accounts and definitely see some chemistry brewing there. We'll see as Sarah possibly uh, make it very, very far. So prediction right there. All right. Then you have that from the chemistry doctor and we're going back. Talking about discussions at the big house. I'm in the mood for some Bubba Gump. I mean, too. <laughs> that, I was They're showing what's going on day. at the house. And uh, I am going to coin this one here, which someone else is going to go for because it's the easiest line to go for. We're calling this shrimp gate. Shrimp gate. Shrimp gate. She took half the shrimp. That, is that cool? Is that not cool? That's a party foul, no. in my opinion. The only way you could take that mini shrimp is if you cook the shrimp yourself. If someone cooked the shrimp or they cooked it for everybody, you do not, I repeat, you do not take that mini shrimp. That was, I was, I was offended. I would have been pissed if I didn't get it. one shrimp. Guys, I, I guess, I know there have been a couple of, a couple of players here on the show, on the, on, you know, on the show that's, you think there's no way, there's no way that they're actually doing that. Like that's them. They're, they're, they're uh, an actor or they're being, there's just no way. I don't get, I don't get Shanene. I don't get it. Like how you're, you're, I mean, obviously you don't do that. Just like common courtesy and just respect and manners. Like you don't just hog all the shrimp that someone else made, but beyond the shrimp and we'll get into it. I just don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. Don't get it. She might be the best villain we've ever seen. Because I'm trying to think of anyone who rivals her villain-wise. And I'm coming up with like Corinne. Corinne was good. But Sinead's got to be leaning level. into it, right? Like she she knows, right? She knows. Oh, she's she keeps phrasing it. Okay. She, uh, at the beginning, um, the quote that I snagged was, we're in a competition. What am I going to do? Let her win? Like, Every she doesn't okay. refer to it as an opportunity to find love. She refers to it as a competition, and she's not wrong. But she's steering hard into that skid of this is a race, and I'm going to be the one to finish in front of you for X, Y, and Z play, and it's impressive. She has no reasoning for a lot of like of not liking <laughs> some like. You're not liking no. someone because they leave and they don't talk to you or they come in and they don't say hi. Like, who gives a shit? She, yeah. 
Not logical at all. I She's taken up issue with Elizabeth for what I don't really understand. And I feel like she would have found anyone and Elizabeth just was the first person to give her a reason, which I just by not coming up and talking to her or I don't know, Elizabeth has become the target. Someone was going to become the target anyway. It just happened to be Elizabeth. And I feel bad because like she's so. getting dragged through the mud. But they go to this Baywatch date. Everyone gets a red swimsuit. My problem with the red swimsuits are you can see they either blur out or they do the really bad edit where you can see that it's a slightly different color where they put like a diaper on them essentially just to cover up more of their ass Yeah, because it's not good for TV. Why do you give them that skimpy of a swimsuit if you're not going to show the swimsuit? Like you're the ones who provided them with the swimsuit. I don't, I don't come, I'm in a relationship. I was not looking at the swimsuits at all. I, I don't know. <laughs> diaper butts, <laughs> diaper butts. <laughs> You know, good answer, Dustin. Good, good PR there, <laughs> Peter. Can you weigh in on the diaper butts? Uh, diaper butts, yeah. I mean, for sure. I, I think just because it's it is you know ABC is technically a, a family channel, right? On cable TV, there's certain rules, I guess, that you can't break. Yeah, I'm not sure. They they do a lot of. I, I've noticed that. Yeah, like the just off colored edits that kind of look weird. I think. It's funny you said that. I think I noticed that last night. I don't, I don't think I realized that it was an edit. I'm like, why does that, that look so weird? What's that? What's up there? But yeah, you're right. They do throw those edits in. I don't know. I don't know why they why they do it. It reminded me of, uh, you remember when we did the Freddy Cougar and I put a swimsuit on him? It looked exactly <laughs> like that. I was like, wow, ABC. I did that on Canva. If I can do it on Canva, you can level up a little bit more. I don't know why they do that because they a lot of times they do just show the black box. So just always... Yeah, the black box, the blur, but the it's a weird edit. And also you provided them with the swimsuits. Just give them swimsuits with more coverage so you don't have to like get your editing team roasted. Yeah, for- but this is a show that like likes people taking their clothes off, having less clothes rather than more clothes. Look at the other one-on-one date with Clayton and um, yeah. and Sarah. With Sarah, just, yeah. You know, obviously that's the way it is. But yeah, fun, fun, obviously fun uh, throwback there to uh, to Baywatch. Yeah, and they had a, and they had the, you know, the original Baywatch. I forget her name. I have no idea what her, what her name was, but but she was on Baywatch I, though. I don't so remember who cool. she was from Baywatch. They used to switch a lot of people out on Baywatch. Okay, it was a roto of just like hot people. Yeah, I just remember like David Hasselhoff, right? Obviously, uh, Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Anyways, what was the music? I can't even think of the music. Anyway, yeah. I guess fun date. Shanini goes out, goes for the kill shot with a, a full on jump, puju, and makeout session on the beach in front of everyone. Always a very uncomfortable moment as a lead, having someone do that to you because you can't be rude and really say no to it. But you know that everyone else is he right was there. Kind of going for it though. He was kissing her back for a decent amount of time, and I was like, oh, like at what point do, are you the one who ends the kiss? Yeah, because you know everyone's staring at you. You can feel those eyes. Yep. I feel like it was longer. I think they made it seem longer during the edits than what it probably naturally was because they kept on cutting, people talking, like, what's true? The and they're still making out and cut again and someone else is making their comments on it and they're still making out. It seemed really dragged out, but I, I don't think it was probably that long. Yeah, that's always always an uncomfortable moment. But anyways, Gabby wins. Gabby gets the love. Gabby won the day portion of the date. Um, like I think girl. that as they're showing more and more of her, originally, like, I thought that the I want to sit on your face pillow thing was, it's a funny line, but that was kind of one-dimensional. I like this girl. I think she's funny. I think she's cute. I think that she is here for the right reasons. I'm all about it. 
I think I like her too. I think she's a sweetheart. I'm only, I am getting like a nice guy finishes last kind of vibe from her. Not going to lie. That's, that's a good setup yeah. for a bachelorette right there. Bachelorette or paradise. If she like, I would love to see her in paradise. I think she would thrive there. Yeah. So Gabby again, she's the one that had, she, I think dated Blake and, uh, and Dean a little bit. Correct. Oh, I, I have no idea. This is, I, I hope I'm saying me, that correct. I'm not, do I don't know hundred percent. I know there was one girl that had a prior connection. I saw Blake talking about it. I think it was her, not, not positive. So don't quote me on it, but yeah, she definitely seems like a sweetheart. Really, you know, just a really good, good down earth girl, a nurse getting a great yeah setup possibly if she doesn't end up with Clayton for. You're right. It is Gabby. She dated both Dean and Blake. Okay. So she's got a thing for, uh, for the bachelor guys. So who knows? Maybe they do end up together. Yeah. We'll see. So Rachel and Gabby do really well with their one-on-one time. Rachel kind of gets the gratification she needs. Um, she's the pilot and uh, flight instructor. I, li- I like I like her slow play. I like her, her. Uh, I don't know, just it felt, I, I think some of you, I don't know if, I think one of you predicted her going to the end. I but I, I think I could really see that happening. Just like in their talk, you could see their level of kind of comfort or her comfort like in the conversation. And like, it was really just, it wasn't like a, just a, like a surface level conversation. Like it was her asking like legit questions of how she felt right now and where she was at. I don't know. I, I definitely see something there with her, with her and Clayton and her slow play, you know, not getting in the drama and jumping in and like letting him kind of come to her more. That's always a good play. Always a good play. And so while all this is going on at the, like Shanae has decided to make a point of using this opportunity to stir the pot again. And Lindsay the whole time is begging, please, can we just have one night? I want to have time with him. I want to do all, like, to just have a drama-free night. No, Shanae's there. She brings up Elizabeth, breaks down crying, and then instantly stops. It was beautiful how she went from, I'm sad, I'm sad, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm great again. And in her IFI, she goes... I did need to cry, but I cried. I've got him. Why? How? How are you saying? How do you think that is a good thing to say? She cray cray. Like, come on. That, that's why the, it makes me think like the, she she's just leaning in fully to the villain thing. She she knows what she's doing because, come on, there's no way you think that that's the appropriate, the right thing to say. You just don't. Come on, common sense. Wait a minute, didn't, didn't the pit, Game of Thrones, didn't they just say that Game they- Game of Roses? What's that? Game of Roses. Game of, Roses. Game of Thrones uh, Game is the one with the dragons. I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> Game of Roses, didn't they say they trained somebody? I did, I did see that. She's got to be it. I was thinking about that. They said they trained I somebody. Desperately. Okay, they didn't say that. There is alleged information out there. And for anyone who can't, like, see my air quotes, they're going hard. There's information that has been put out that Game of Roses may or mayn't have provided a couple women with copies. And that fact lives rent-free at the front of my brain every time I watch this season. But I think, didn't something come out with, like, clues get uh, acknowledging that there was one, one person that he coached up? Did he confirm up? it? I, I don't know if it was confirmation from him. I think I saw something... And it was like his whole goal was ideally to get at one point, get to a point where he could 
have some type of infiltration in the game and have one player, you know, be coached up how to get through, get through the game, play the game, acknowledge they're there to play the game, to beat the game and get to the end and acknowledge that. And like that, I guess is like a dream of theirs, which would be incredible, right? That'd be insane because ABC hates that they exist. And uh, I don't know if you saw clickbait like a week or two ago before they dumped Tasha, which big F, big yeah, F what, thumbs down. What happened there? We got to get into that later, but yeah. We got to figure that out. I've got absolutely no idea. There's nothing out there that like we can really discern. Anyway, before that happened, he was talking about like, and I know that there are some shows out there that describe this as a game. And uh, Grace Ann Parks, uh, The Dark Seeker, was like, yeah, because it is. And he's like, it's not a game. This is real stuff. And I'm like, wow, he's deep in the sauce. So deep in the sauce. Who is it's this? It's a game. Joe. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Grocery store Joe. I mean, it's a game. But it's... I'm I'm curious if we'll see how far Shanae goes. But man, could you imagine how proud the clues would be and all all, uh, all the pit would be if that actually happened? Holy shit! Pace case and clues have got to be on cloud nine right now. Also, today we are recording is the 25th. Their book came out, so if anyone out there is listening and has not already pre-ordered the book, definitely do it. Um, I handed it to my boyfriend last night while we were watching. And he asked if it would be okay in our relationship if he could go on The Bachelor and try to win using the book. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you're going to get away with that. There's quite a bit of evidence that you have a girlfriend, but you can try it, I guess. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Hey, shout out to uh, to uh, Game of Roses. Yeah, they're they're releasing the book today. I think they're doing an event in LA. My mom said she's going with my brother to like have a good time. So, congrats. I thought I saw it. I went to Bards and Nobles. Um, last week and I saw it in there. Did you? They already put it out. Okay, they weren't supposed to put it out because it wasn't supposed to go out until the... Well, it was originally going to release on the 18th. Then it got bumped to the 25th because, you know, supply chain issues. Okay. And But some people have been getting them earlier. So the official hard copy is out today. Yeah, I saw the Barnes & Nobles and like they had a, like a small stack right here and you could see people had been buying the shit out of them. Like there was only like two left. Damn, that's we'll we'll see future future seasons of how. I'm gonna this... take my highlighter through, thumb through it. I've already like gotten through like chunks of it. Oof, good analysis. Good, good analysis. Well, Ooh, guys, can't wait. You got our endorsement here. Check out. Uh, back to the whole like demise of the episode. Clayton then pulls Elizabeth and is like, "Why are you bullying Shanae? And she's like, bullying Shanae? And then she comes back to the group and everyone's like, um, no, that's not how it works. And then Lindsay comes back crying saying, do you guys think I've been a bully? And you just know everything is about to go south so fast. Yeah, I, and you know what sucks right now for Clayton is I'm sure him watching that back because he really, it, it seemed as if, at least my take, when he was, when he was talking with Elizabeth, it actually seemed like his eye contact was not looking at her. He was very serious and very like he was really almost believing Shanae. And Elizabeth possibly was the one that he was, you know, skeptical of. And I'm just there like, oh, no, dude, no. And but it's like and then him watching it back, though, and seeing how like the truth of the matter and how everything actually played out. This is like the put it this way. If, if the show wants to try to claim that it's not a game, then let the lead be no be, yeah. yeah be 
be in the know with actually what's going on. Be privy to that information. Have, you know, in common areas in the house, you know, not private, common areas of cameras access with a lead. And, and lead doesn't ever have to say anything, but can at least actually really see what's going on. If you want to say it's not a game, then let, let Clayton have an actual legit good chance of figuring out who's saying what and who's saying the truth and not just using it for drama and having stuff blow up. Because you saw an example like that. He probably watched that back and was like, wow, what a shocker. And I remember having plenty yeah. of those moments. So I'm like, I thought that was the complete opposite. And then you see the truth. It's how you play the different audiences, right? And there, she's playing Clayton like a fiddle right now. So... It's going to be interesting to see what happens at the rose ceremony next week. I, I want her to stay around. <laughs> you, she's good drama. You guys yeah, know she's good I like TV. the drama. Pete loves the love. I like the drama. Emma, I feel like you, you, you're a little, I think you like more drama than love. Oh, definitely here more for the drama. Just because statistically, there's way more drama than there is successful love. And so. That's true. It's good television. Good TV. Yeah, so. she's got to stay around for a minute. I mean, she's batshit crazy, but man, she's in It's true. I think so. if she leaves, really, who's, I don't think, who else, who picks up the slack, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's always someone. There's something that they're, if they're going this hard into Shanae right now, there's got to be something else that we don't know if she's going to go home. There's always another villain. It's like Jamie last season. Right. Oh, you're right. So we'll see. I'm excited for next week. The teaser is looking good. I'm... I'm feeling good about this season. And before we wrap, I just want to say thank you so much to all of the lovely people in our DMs and that took the time to go leave a positive review of our show. It means so much to all of us. And to see that you guys like went out and like put my name in, like in that, I am beyond flattered. So Let's go. Thank you guys so much. Show Let's Emma go, some Emma. love. Yes. Yeah, that's what we're about. It means so much. She's out here keeping it real. You can't catch that on every podcast. So, hey. This is true. Give props and props Hey, we love you guys. Third roomies. Much, much love always. And uh, hope you enjoyed our recap. We're excited to keep bringing them to you. Thank you, guys. We out. All right, we out. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at reddrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.